Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning. Welcome into the show. Bill Ryder with you. Let's not waste time. There is so much to get to. Start of the NFL weekend. Let's go to our buddy Ty Dunn, the founder of of Go Long. You can subscribe at golongtd.com. He is the author of The Blood and Guts, How Ty Didn't Say Football on Twitter, at Ty Dunn. Ty, we are underway. What a start to the weekend, man, to the season. Excuse me. You ain't kidding. Man, that was fun. Um, yeah, there's uh, surprises, shocks, I, I guess, across the board. I don't even know where you want to start. Can, can we play a game of which is it? Can I give you a couple scenarios and you tell me which it is or, or maybe it's more complicated than one or the other? Can we, can, can we try that? Absolutely. Let's do it. Right. Browns, Bengals, which is it? Are the Browns that good, especially defensively, or the Bengals that underwhelming given that brutal start? And I know Joe Burrow didn't uh, have a preseason, but I want to play which is it. Browns. I, I think the Browns are legitimately – a really, really good football team around Deshaun Watson. I, we still need to see more out of Watson. It, it wasn't pretty for stretches, but what that front office has done in building that roster, I mean, they want to punch teams in the jaw. I, I still can't get Wyatt Teller's block out of my mind. What he did to Jermaine Pratt, 20, 25 yards downfield. If you haven't seen it, everybody out there, please search it right now because it is a clinic of how to – Take somebody's soul away in modern football. <laughs> Ty Dunn on the show, which is a tie. Are the are, are Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay going to be that this overachieving, or are the Vikings just going to be this disappointing? And maybe I just slept on the Bucks because I think you did not. But for most of us, that was a pretty surprising outcome. Yeah, I mean, I know we're not going to be uh, optimistic and, and upbeat this entire segment, but I, I like Tampa. I, I think the Tampa Bay is better than most people thought. They, d- defensively, you still have a, a core group of, what, six players who are around for that Super Bowl win against Patrick Mahomes and made him look like a completely different quarterback. They're going to give up yards. Everybody gives up yards. But, you know, Carlton Davis, the one we talked to and said everybody was in for a rude awakening, if they thought that they were just going to lay over and die and that they were going to wreck stuff, didn't say stuff, he's the one who had to play of the game. I mean, the, the way he jumped on that route, to Jordan Addison, third and seven, I believe, four minutes left. Um, That's exactly what he's talking about. Playmakers who step up when you got to step up. They get the ball back to the the offense, and, hey, Baker Mayfield didn't start pretty. Three of 11 to start, 
Uh, but he picked it up, and the third and two scramble, the third and ten throw to Godwin. Um, you know, I'm not declaring the Buccaneers Super Bowl contenders, but they can win nine games. They, they could even win the division. Ty, what is – look, I'm not saying that Baker Mayfield's ever going to be Patrick Mahomes, but what's the likelihood that he will be a good, certain starting quarterback in the NFL for the remainder of his career if he stays healthy? I think he's in the best possible spot. So I'll say odds are good. Um, you know, like we, we all have to kind of stop ourselves short after week one and not get yeah. too crazy. It's, it's, it's always hard to do that. Um, but this was exactly the kind of formula that Dave Canales talked about when, when we got into how they expect to win in 2023. They, it, it's, it's really nothing crazy. I mean, they don't want to turn the ball over. They want to take their shots downfield when they're there. They want to run the ball. They, they didn't really have much success with that, but at least they tried to run. They didn't even really try to run last year. And you can talk yourself into Dave Canales doing with Baker Mayfield exactly what he did with Geno Smith in Seattle. I mean, Geno was done, finished. I don't know if anybody outside of Geno Smith's family thought that he was going to amount to anything as a quarterback by the time he got to Seattle, but behind the scenes, as the quarterback coach, as a coordinator, I mean, Canales uh, really did a lot of work with Geno that I'm sure he's applying to Baker Mayfield and trying to resurrect his career. So, I, yeah, to answer, I, Baker Mayfield will never be that top five elite talent that maybe the Browns thought he would be when they took him ahead of Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen and Sam Darnold in that draft. Uh, but he can win. I mean, th- there is a formula in which he, he can be a playoff quarterback. We, we've seen it. Uh, Ty Dunn, I have made here on CBS Sports Radio some of the listeners angry because I'm a Bears fan, but I hate the Bears. All right, I'm just going to be, I hate my own team so much. So that is the context of this question. Are the Bears this bad? Are the Packers and Jordan Love, by extension, this good? Is it just a week one anomaly? What the hell happened in that game? <laughs> well, the... Uh... The, I think it was a, that 37-yard throw to Luke Musgrave, you know, and nobody's even in his zip code. I mean, that about summed up the Chicago Bears' day, right? I mean, Jordan Love fumbles it, just picks it up, kind of floats to the right, flips his hips, and, oh, hey, there's the rookie tight end wide open down the field. I mean, the Bears are a disaster. Y- y- you paid Tremaine Edmonds, what was it, 72 mil, uh, you are all in on Justin Fields, trading out of that first pick. You get him DJ Moore. DJ Moore had two catches for 25 yards. Fields throws a pick six directly to a linebacker's chest. Um, it was embarrassing. And I think that, yeah, that's probably going to be most people's number one takeaway from that game. I, I do think, though, that you've got to be encouraged if you're the Green Bay Packers because this is the first time you really did see Jordan Love operate this offense when it's his offense. He owns it. He's got to master the system. He's been learning it for three years. Wasn't always pretty. You know, there were some interceptions dropped. But, hell, he had, what, four pass plays of 30-plus yards? Um, I think he saw the poise. The reason they drafted him and then stuck with him is he's calm, he's poised, and, and, and that's something that can last. That's something that can stick long-term. Right? Even the first touchdown, he's kind of hanging in the pocket for four seconds letting Romeo Dobbs work that dig, sell it to the outside, cut back in, and he hits him. Uh, the, the, the fourth down, touchdown to Aaron Jones. I mean, there's a high-pressure moment. Yeah, fumbling the ball, picking it up, throwing it downfield. There, there were a bunch of moments that should get you excited for Jordan Love, and 
We've, we've talked about him a ton. I, I, I'm all in on Jordan Love. I think they made the right decision, and this was proof of that. Uh, Ty Dunn speaking truth to me, which is, you know, hard to hear, but it's fine. Bears disaster. I'm just going to... I'm just going to move on. All right, so, uh, dude, I look, it was such an amazing weekend, Ty, but that we have been so high on this show, on the Dolphins and their potential and, and Tua, and just what a, unless you're a Chargers fan, I've got a neighbor. He's such a nice guy. His name is Brian, and he's so quiet because we can all hear each other. We're on top of each other here in L.A., but when the Chargers play, all that happens is he screams in sorrow, and I've literally had to explain to my son, Henry, what it is to root for a team that sucks. And I've explained to Henry, well, I'm a Bears fan. Daddy's a Bears fan. So this is, and it was the same thing yesterday. Are the Chargers just the Chargers? Or are the Dolphins that good? Is it a little bit of both? What do you take away from that madcap game? Yeah, I mean, the Chargers, gosh, they, they forever are just like that paranormal activity series of movies where like the there's this demonic presence and you just can't shake it. It's going to be there. It doesn't matter who's coaching, who's quarterback, and you can move house to house. The movies get worse as they go. I, I fear that for the Chargers, that even with this sublime talent in Justin Herbert, that it's just not going to matter because they're just going to find a way to lose these games. I mean, it, you just see it happen right before your eyes, and you expect it to happen. So that's part of it. But I think that game, and it was the game of the day, I, I think that's the one we all found ourselves glued to more than any other. Um, it's a testament to Mike McDaniel, to a tongue of Iola, that offense, because this is the same team, same defense, same head coach, Brandon Staley, who, who kind of gave everybody else a, a blueprint of sorts. Like, this is how you can slow down Tua last year. Take away the first read, force him just to think a little bit and move off that, and, and he struggles. And I mean, Tua wasn't a t- complete disaster. I mean, he almost beat the Bills here in Buffalo at one point last year, but he wasn't the same guy. It wasn't the same offense. So I think with six and a half months, you know, McDaniel is just, too brilliant, too innovative of a coach to not have an answer, and they had all the answers. I think Tua made some throws you didn't even really see last year. The game winner to Tyree Kill, right, that was just a, a fade to the corner. I mean, puts it there perfect. Yeah. Um, if he's making throws like that, man, this, that really could change everything in the AFC. Dude, I, that throw was so good. Ty done here on the show. All right, Ty, I'm going to ask you a question based on the very small sample size we saw yesterday. Who is going to have a better season, Mac Jones or Daniel Jones? Oh, man, we, we, we took a turn out of Tua. Hard turn. <laughs> we did. You were being, you know, there was so much positivity, which I agree with. We got to go to the other side, my friend. We do. We do. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to you know, pop the crow in the microwave quite yet and eat it because I've been so high on these New York Giants and Daniel Jones and this being the right decision across the board. I think the Giants are going to figure this out. And it's it's weird to say that because that was about as bad as it gets. I don't know how last night could have gone any worse for Brian Dable, Daniel Jones. I think he was sacked seven times, hit 12 times. Just, you know, that first drive, the way it ended, they get to the eight-yard line. There's a false start. Then the they bowl the shotgun snap back. And then, obviously, the blocked kick and it's returned for six. They just completely lost their will to fight. I, I never would have thought that a Brian Dable coach team, a Mike Tomlin coach team, would look as you know, lifeless, listless as they did. I mean, 30-7, to 7, 40 to nothing with those coaches, never saw that coming. So I think they'll snap out of it. You know, I think they have Arizona next, so that's good timing there. Uh, Dable's too good of a coach. I think Darren Waller was, 
was still the addition that this offense needed. Uh, major questions on the line, so we'll see. But I, I'm not ready to bail on, on Daniel Jones. I, I think he's the right quarterback with the right coach, and they'll figure it out. Mac Jones, I, that's the one game I didn't really get to watch closely, so you can probably tell me more. But, um, you know, new coaching, so I, I think that probably was a little better, you know, getting Matt Patricia and Joe Judge out of there. But, yeah, I, I think Daniel Jones will figure it out long-term this season. Ty Dunn here on the show. Ty, Ty, last one for you. It was a great, it really, and I love every NFL weekend because it's hard to know what is a sign of things to come and what is just an anomaly and an overreaction. I, at least for me, it takes three or four weeks to even think I have a sense of things. Really interesting game tonight. What are the Jets? What is Aaron Rodgers in this era? And what are the Bills? Are they still in that tier, that Chiefs almost tier? I know it's one game. Whatever happens isn't going to be conclusive as it relates to any of those questions, but what do you expect from those teams tonight on Monday Night Football? Yeah, it's uh, I, I feel like Aaron Rodgers, Jets, hope, the hype, the, there's just that rush of excitement into the season. I think it's going to run into a brick wall at some point and all fall apart in just fantastical fashion because that's what usually happens with the Jets. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be tonight. I think if they're going to have a moment as a franchise, that is that is tonight. Um, and I, I don't really know why. I mean, maybe it's because the Bills' defense, they've got some holes. Uh, middle linebacker, they've, they've been trying a bunch of guys there, and, and, and they're picking up Christian Kirksey at the 11th hour. Um, you know, Von Miller isn't back yet. So, And you draft Kyrie Elam first round, and he's not even starting. So, They've got some holes on defense, and Aaron Rodgers, you know, what he doesn't have in athleticism, mobility, arm strength, he's, he's smart. I mean, he's going to know how to take advantage of some of these weaknesses. Uh, but I think over the course of the season, the Jets will absolutely fall apart at some point. The Bills, with Josh Allen, Von Miller, eventually Stephon Diggs are too talented, and there'll be separation. And this is one of those games where probably everybody who overreacted, the Jets win. And then everybody will come back to reality by middle of October. All right. So Ty is the founder of Go Long. You should subscribe. It's golongtd.com. That's golongtd, as in the thing Justin Fields is allergic to, dot com. <laughs> Author of The Blood and Guts, How Tight Ends Save Football, Twitter, at Ty Dunn. Ty, I just mark my words. I'm done ever believing in the Bears again. I apologize to the universe for my confidence. Thank you for jumping on the show, dude. Always appreciate you. What a, what a great start to the season. Hey, Godspeed to you, brother. Persevere. We'll all be okay. And anytime. Let's do it. Hey, thanks, pal. Ty Dunn on the show. I'm going to try to do the reverse jinx. I'm just going to say only bad things about the Bears, and when good things happen, I'm going to pretend that I don't care even though I do very, very deeply. If if the Bears can't beat a Jordan Love team, they can never beat the Packers, ever, ever in the history of their organization. They should just forfeit those games. I really, I, I'm laughing as I said this, but I really didn't want this for you this year. You've you knew suffered it a long time. Oh, no. Oh, no. I didn't want you to get your hopes up. This is what I was fearful of. I didn't think it would happen this quickly like it did. I feel bad. I can't even enjoy this anymore. I feel bad for you. Yeah. Well, whatever team you root for, even if you're a Bears fan, you can stream the NFL and Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone all season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone. AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Restrictions apply. 
Restrictions apply. I'd like to restrict my viewing of the Bears. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. Uh, what's buy or sell about? What's that sort of uh, breakdown of, of different sports today? We've done so much football, both NFL and college. We, ha- we have some of that in buy or sell, but there's a lot that happened outside of football this sports weekend. We'll get to all of it. A little long ball? Long ball. <laughs> the Yankees go to new lows, sort of. And tennis legends emerge. All that coming up next here on CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He's Bill Ryder, and he's always right. Can I just give you something I don't understand? Swingers. I don't get it. How does that even work? You are asking the wrong guy. It's writer than you on CBS Sports Radio. Ah, it's an only but Goldie. Welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you. Happy Monday? Kind of a... It's about as joyous a Monday as you can get when you work, though, Tom, because the NFL's back. Right? I woke up. I sprung out of bed today. Totally different vibe today than a normal Monday. All right, let's uh, let's do it. It is time, as we always do this part of the program, for buy or sell. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. All right, Bill. Aaron Rodgers makes his Jets debut tonight against the Buffalo Bills. And as it stands right now, Buffalo is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Buy or sell, Bill, it's more important for the Jets that they win tonight's game than it is Aaron Rodgers plays well. Ooh, good question. Good question. I will actually sell that. Sell. I actually think Aaron Rodgers playing well is the most important thing at the start of the season so that they have confidence they can beat anybody regardless of the outcome of tonight's game. And if we're if it weren't week one and you were to take a jet schedule and you were to look at it and try to get to 10 or 11 wins, I don't know that you would, even as an optimist of the Jets, look at the Jets' bills on the schedule and say, 
Oh, yeah, that's New York. Not that they don't want to win, but I don't know it's an absolute expectation. It would be a, this would be like Detroit beating the Chiefs. Huge statement, but not necessary to do what they want to do. All right, Bill. Ravens running back J.K. Dobbins tore his Achilles in the win yesterday over the Texans. Now, this marks the second time in three years that Dobbins will essentially miss an entire season. He was sidelined for all of the 2021 season when he suffered a significant knee injury in the preseason. And last year, he was not at full strength. He missed nine games while trying to recover from said knee injury. Bill, buy or sell Dobbins' torn Achilles changes how you view the Ravens this year. It's so sad, isn't it? This Can't catch dude. a break. This poor dude. Uh, I'm going to sell. Sell. Only because I did not view the Ravens with optimistic eyes. I did not think they were going to be a playoff team of any note, and I thought it was possible they could miss the playoffs. Not because I think they're bad. I just don't think they're extraordinary, and I think you may need to be this year in the AFC. And I was, I am Lamar Jackson agnostic when it comes to belief in his excellence. And though they won against a bad team last night, as you noted, Tom, he did not look sharp. So it's awful news. It obviously doesn't help. But I think there are other issues in Baltimore that have my focus. And since I thought they would underwhelm anyway, this would just reinforce, unfortunately, my belief that Baltimore may have a disappointing season. All right, Bill, let's get to some college football here. Now, Oklahoma put away SMU down the stretch in their 28-11 home victory this weekend. But there was quite a stir caused post-game on social media when a photo emerged of former Baylor head coach Art Bryles, who is the father-in-law of Sooners OC Jeff Lebby, walking alongside of Lebby on the field after the win. Now, Sooners head coach... Brett Venables was asked about Bryles being on the field postgame, and he said he was unaware of the situation up until right before he came to the postgame podium, saying, quote, I was made aware of it just before I walked in here. That's being dealt with, end quote. Bill Byersell, it's a bad look for Oklahoma that Art Bryles was on the field after the win. Bye. Bye. And if you don't know the story, Art Bryles oversaw a program rife with sex with with allegations of sexual abuse sexual assault cover-ups it was awful guy shouldn't be in college football this isn't a this isn't one of those in the gray area situations it's not mel tucker which we're going to talk about in about 20 minutes this is open and closed baylor was a cesspool of awfulness bryles oversaw it and didn't give a you know what enough to put a stop to it and I love that answer because, to me, that is that is clearly a this is an issue and Browse won't be here again. What an idiot move by Levy, by the way. doesn't matter if your father-in-law. He doesn't belong on the sidelines of any program, especially yours. Now, let me ask you this because I did not know Browse was the father-in-law of the Oklahoma OC before Saturday. Does this snowball on Levy now? That I don't think he's so. this closely... Related to Art Bryles? I don't think. I mean, this is one of the realities of... I'm not taking a shot at Lebby. I don't know anything about him or his talent. But nepotism is a reality of sports broadcasting and sports coaching. It just it just is. I mean, I make... And I don't mean this to be... It's not a disparagement. I make jokes about Scott Pioli a lot because we had a... But did you know that Scott Pioli is married to Bill Parcell's wife? Or daughter, excuse me? I did not know that. 
I mean, it's just and that's it's just a common right. You work in the same business, you get you need. So I don't think no, I don't think it's an issue. Part of the part of the, the landscape. And there's many other examples I could give you, but I do think if you keep bringing around your team and your program after important wins or just wins that Oklahoma needs all the wins they can get, it is an issue. All right, but let's stay in college football here. Penn State has played two games so far this season, and they've outscored their opponents 101-22. to The Nittany Lions beat West Virginia Week 1 and Delaware this past Saturday. Bill, buy or sell, you're ready to say that number 7 Penn State is a playoff contender. I'm willing to buy this, actually. Buy. Is that crazy talk? I, I, there, I know there was a lot of hype and a lot of hope for that team at the start of the year. They have basically the same odds right now to be national champions as USC. They're right between USC and Alabama. I mean, is it likely it's going to happen? No. But if you think USC is a contender and you think Alabama is a contender, and I think Alabama still is, I think this early there's a road for all these programs. Yeah, I I do. Obvi- there's no there. I, I think it's highly unlikely that Penn State is coming out as one of the four teams, along with Michigan and Ohio State, right? I think Penn State has to be dominant this year. But they're a really good football team, and people who follow Penn State every turn of the screw, like Ryan Hickey, who produces the Zach Gelb show. Now, Ryan thinks Penn State's good every year. But he's been saying for a year this was the year, and so are people that cover the team. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to believe that they've got a fighting chance. All right, Bill, let's get to some tennis here. Coco Goff won her very first Grand Slam title this weekend, winning the, U- winning the U- Women's U.S. Open, easy for me to say, in three sets, while Novak Djokovic beat Daniil Medvedev to win his record-setting 24th Grand Slam title and his fourth U.S. Open. Bill Byersell this weekend at the U.S. Open went exactly as expected. All right, so I'll buy because I buy. thought both of them would win. So I was flipping back and forth. I was, like, all over the place over the weekend. I caught more of Coco's match because it was Saturday than I did the Djokovic match on Sunday. Here's what I didn't expect. Did you watch Coco's match? I did. Full disclosure. (laughs) I'm a little bit more tennis guy than I am soccer guy, so I just preface that by saying I don't always know exactly what I'm watching. Got it. Soccer! What's tennis? It's like clap, 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 tennis. Um... (laughs) Weirdly, like I love Coco's game. Been a fan since she burst onto the scene a few years ago. Inevitably, she was going to win a major. She'll win many. She always f- comes from behind. She lost the first set to Sab- Sabalenka. Sabalenka. What I what shocked me is I got emotional. Like I was watching her hug her dad, and I was watch- And I don't know why I got emotional. And then I got on Twitter, and all these random people were tweeting, "Why am I emotional at the Coco Golf win?" So it now it was what I expected, but I did not expect to be as touched. As I was by, by Coco's victory, I was I was moved. All right, Bill. Oh, I have a question for you. Oh, I'm Did ready. you see Andy Roddick hand over the the trophy in the trophy ceremony against Djokovic? I did not see that. Oh, and I can't ask what I want to ask. Let's go try to take a shot I, at Roddick. Oh, I was going to say I like to talk about Andy Roddick though. Yeah, he was he was up there. Anyway, that's it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not taking a shot at Andy. <laughs> All right, Bill. Let's get to some baseball here. Yesterday, the New York Yankees were no hit by the Milwaukee Brewers through the first nine innings, but the game actually went to extras because the Brewers couldn't score any runs either. New York actually did not get a hit until the 11th inning. 
The Yankees went on to win the game in the 13th. Built, buy or sell, it feels like a win when you were actually no hit through the first 10 and the third innings. I mean, the Yankees need wins so badly, but I'm still going to sell it. What a humiliation. Sell. Mm. How brutal for the Brewers, too. <laughs> they didn't through 10 and the third. You can't score one run. I mean, if you're a Milwaukee Brewers pitcher, like you, you just got to be looking up run, at you... the sky. Yeah, I know. What more do we have to do? I know. But how bad are the Yankees that even when they win, they're an embarrassment? This is rock bottom for the Brian Cashman era. This is as you know, bad as it's been in 25 years. Here's the reality, though, right? The Yankees are bad, and they're going to be bad, and they're not well run, and they're not going to turn it around. They are. It is not going to be turned around. That's a big loss for the Brewers. I mean, I, what are they up? Two or three games on the Cubs right now. They're, they're, they're in control, but it's not a locker guarantee. You go out there, you throw, and I know that everyone's looking past every team in the National League that's not the Braves who just clinched already, or the Dodgers who have all kinds of injury and or other issues that are sidelining guys. But the playoffs, crazy things can happen. That's a huge loss for Milwaukee. You, you have a no-hitter and you can't get the win? Every time, every time somebody says it out loud, it makes me laugh. Like, those, that should not be possible. Let me ask you a question. I want an honest answer. Buy or sell, this is okay. You know that I'm fine with hate. I like teams hating each other. I like guys hating each other. Like, I think it's good. <laughs> I hate other teams. Like, I don't like the Cardinals at all. I have begrudgingly respected the Packers because Brett Favre and the Aaron Rodgers forced me to. I'm a Cubs fan. I kind of like the Brewers. Like, when... Now, don't get me wrong. I want to see the Reds lose. I want to see the Cardinals lose. No one takes the Pirates seriously. That's cute. I want the Cubs to beat the Brewers. I want the Cubs to to win over the Brewers. But when the Cubs don't and Milwaukee does, I'm kind of okay with it. Buy or sell, that's okay as a Cubs fan. Buy. Yeah. Maybe I just like Wisconsin. I, my family lived there. I have family from there. Maybe that's... And I went, I'm from Dubuque. It's on the border of Wisconsin. So much of my... I it's like, like the you showing your soft side. I appreciate yeah. that. It is softy, isn't it? <laughs> I it like is. it. I like it. It's, it's, it's a change of pace from all the other aggression and hatred, as you said. Which, which, by the way, we don't hate hatred. It's a good thing in sports. Hey, soccer coach. Nice shot pulling the goalie. <laughs> Dude, he did not see it. The other thing is, this guy lived. He was my neighbor for years. I'm always nice. I'm always. This is the first time he like the the knives came out. Well, he, Don't mess with my kid. He knew that people were feeling it in the stands. He did not expect anyone to have the say anything to say it to him. And I did it loudly with people around. I was like, we're, we're making a beeline for him. Hey, what's up, Stevie? <laughs> Hope he listens to the show. And I don't dislike the guy, but if you're listening, Stevie, that's a real jerk move. And jerk's not the word I'm looking for. Now, if he said that to you in the moment, it was just like, Bill, you know what? You're right, dude. Like, I, I shouldn't have done that. It was impulse. My bad. Is that, like, cool where you're like, hey? Yeah. Or, like, you're right, dude. The kid just kept doing it. I, I, I couldn't stop. Yeah. But his, no, he was. <laughs> he knew what he was doing. His la- I, I, I did like that I got to make him feel uncomfortable. All right, Bill. Let's get to one last one here. Team USA failed to medal as they lost over the weekend to Canada in overtime in the bronze medal game of the FIBA World Cup. It's just the second time since 1970 that Team USA has failed to medal in two straight World Cups. 
Buy or sell, it's a disaster that Team USA did not medal. And very, very quickly, Bill, news that just broke, I guess, this morning, whether you think it's a big deal or not, LeBron James reportedly wants to play in the 2024 Olympics for Team USA. Yeah, and recruit guys like Durant and Steph. I will buy it's a disaster. Buy. Even if nobody cares. Here's my question. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I'm not writing about it. I'm an NBA insider. I, I don't care about this event. Buy or sell the biggest culprit is Steve Kerr. Who's the coach of this? Who's in charge of that program? Sell. Oh, wow, really? I'm going to sell it because we don't have our best roster. That's not going to be our Olympic roster. I, I, I would think there's going to be a few changes to it. I think Steve Kerr's a good coach. It's a disaster wow. we didn't win, but like, I don't know. Hard for me to say it's Steve Kerr's fault. It occurred to me. Bye. That, yeah. That maybe he's just another guy who's benefited from an all-time great like Steph Curry. I think there's quite a few of those. Like, yeah. what about Pop? Yeah. Yes. I mean, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe it is Steve Kerr's fault. Maybe he didn't do a good enough job with this young roster. I mean, he, he had some. He didn't play Anthony Edwards or start him for stretches. I mean, there's a lot going on that didn't make sense. All right, uh, we are going to close. Uh, with some serious topics, including Mel Tucker's suspension and what we know about it at Michigan State after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogus. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you here on the program. Thank you for listening. Happy Monday. Uh, you, By the way, you can stream the NFL on Westwood One for free, sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL Live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app, get on the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone, get in the zone, AutoZone restrictions apply. As you, you probably know, today is 9-11, the anniversary of when the, when the towers came down. Tal, I'm old enough, you too, to remember that. I mean, that is probably memory number one outside of, right, you know, marriage, birth of your kids, surprise moment, horrible moment in this case, that's seared into my memory. I can remember every detail of where I was, and it's strange. I know I talk 
about tennis a lot on the show because I play. I didn't play a lot out of college. I didn't play a lot between sort of high school and 10 years ago. Randomly, because it was a Tuesday morning, I think, wasn't it? I think 9-11. I was on a Tuesday morning. I also am not a morning person. Got up early because a guy invited me, a colleague, to play tennis in Little Rock, Arkansas. And I drove to tennis courts in Little Rock. And I remember, so I had everything off. And, we, you know, cell phones weren't really what they are now. And I was driving back. And there were cars, because it was early in the morning to go to work, stopped in the middle of the street, you know, like the rapture had happened. Just I had to weave my way through cars. And I remember knowing something was wrong but not knowing what. And getting home and watching, obviously, the coverage like like everyone else. Where were you're ten years younger than me, so you were probably in school, right? I was. I was in middle school, and I was in health class when I learned about it. And our teacher actually brought in a television, and we watched the newscast of everything that had transpired. So I, um, one of my jobs in Arkansas when I was there, I was a reporter, was to call. Obviously, it was. It was a horrible moment, and it turned out there were victims who were who were from Arkansas. I was I was covering the state at the time, and a woman named Sarah Lowe had been a flight attendant on one of the flights and had died at nine eleven. And I her her dad eventually let me come to their small town in sort of northeast Arkansas, and, and ironically, I guess he was a pilot. He he flew planes just for pleasure. And we spent a lot of time talking, and I wrote about that family's loss. Not my loss, I understand that, but spent a lot of time visiting with someone who lost their child in 9-11. And, and, and that was a, you know, we all sort of connected with this story in a different way. And then years later, I moved to New York, Tom, and I guess you hear these stories, but I wasn't a New Yorker and never been a New Yorker. My mom was, but I wasn't. We had a neighbor we were good friends with who was supposed to be in the tower that day, and I think most of her colleagues died. And she just randomly went to work late. You know, like so she just, she would write her, she just, for whatever reason, just didn't go to work on time that day. Decided to go in and do a half day. Just in a terrible, insane day. Um, I have nothing really to add other than just thoughts and prayers still with the people affected by that. And, and we're talking sports, but we have not forgotten, of course, what that means and what it meant. And one of those moments of national unity, which is so rare, right, and something so horrible, people coming together. And we do got to talk sports, and it is a an unpleasant topic. I, we have not discussed Mel, Mel Tucker yet because I want to do it in some depth. So let me give you as good of a synopsis of what happened as I can in my take. And, Tom, if I miss something here, facts-wise, just jump in. USA Today wrote a really impressive story. It's extremely uh, thorough. It is worth reading. It is by a reporter whose name I may mispronounce, Kenny Jacoby, if I'm saying your name wrong. I apologize. Excellent work. Here is what happened. Here is the the gist of the details. You know that Mel Tucker is the head coach, now suspended at Michigan State, signed a massive multi-year $95 million contract not that long ago, and he brought in Brenda Tracy, who is a well-known rape survivor, and she's made it her life's work to educate athletes about sexual violence and misconduct. And so they have this had this professional relationship, Mel Tucker and Brenda Tracy, where she came in and talked to the team. They were over the course of many, 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 many months several a couple occasions where she came in and then what's agreed upon is they began to talk to each other on the phone developed a friendship uh, spoke according to her phone records which she turned over to USA Today to peers of the investigators uh, 27 times about every two two and a half weeks for about 30 minutes at night to Tucker 
Uh, she alleges that they were friends, and that. And by the way, if you have kids who are listening, please turn your radio off. Come back to CBS Sports Radio. This is not kid appropriate. It's going to be hard for me to tell this story without using some some grotesque language as it relates to children. Okay, uh, she alleges that at one night, uh, end of April, not that long ago, as the relationship became, in her view, maybe inappropriate, his his perspective, that he pleasured himself on the phone while talking to her and admitted to that. He acknowledges that happened, that he that he masturbated with her on the phone. He claims that it was consensual, that she initiated the idea of phone sex. This is so tawdry and ugly and awful. And so what you have here is a coach suspended, probably going to get fired. Contract was guaranteed other than this kind of behavior. She is alleging, and she filed a formal complaint as a part of this, that he harassed her, that it was inappropriate, that he took advantage of her his power over her because she wants to utilize his obviously uh, very important position to spread her message that sexual, ironically, horribly sexual misconduct and violence is not okay. He says that it was a consensual relationship, that she talked about being getting in shape and looking good when she, was, when she didn't have clothes on. It's a he said, she said. And, and you should read the entire thing because you can, I think, reasonably read this. Let me just be honest. I know I'm supposed to be politically correct. I just You can reasonably read this and come to the conclusion that he is a predator and preyed on her. You can, I think, reasonably read this report in USA Today, which is very thorough, and you could come to the conclusion that it was mutual and that there was some sort of inappropriate connection or relationship. They, they both can't be true. I think you can reasonably reach either conclusion. I don't know. And if you read it, you won't either. What you cannot conclude is this guy should work at Michigan State. And here's why. Here's the reason. Now, obviously, if this guy pleasured himself on the phone in a way that wasn't consensual and put her in that position, and she's a rape survivor. By the way, not okay if she's not a rape survivor, but he should know the trauma she's been through. If her side of the story is true, obviously he can't work at Michigan State. The end. Okay? Not up for debate. I understand if you believe his side of things where you could say, well, it's a, it's a mistake and you can't litigate personal relationships between other people, and that's the argument he tried to make according to the reporting, when he tried to basically cut this off, maybe have a settlement with her, make the argument that this Title uh, 11 situation shouldn't be investigated. Um, here's the deal. I'm going to use marriage as an analogy. It's not against the law to cheat on your wife. It's not. And you, in theory, can be forgiven. But if you're married, you know, and Tom, you're married, and I'm sure several, many of you listening are, you know there are things you can't do. I travel a lot for work. Here's what I don't do. I don't go out and drink alone with women late at night. I just, I just don't, right? Like, it's not appropriate. I have friends who are women. They're all friends with my wife. I don't speak to them on the phone for 30 minutes at a time, ever. Unless my wife knows about it. I'm not secretly calling ladies to, like, hang out. I do call Tom. Different. It is what it is. I, and you certainly can't pleasure yourself on the phone with someone that's not your wife. If you do that, if you do the things, even from his telling, that are... That are in this report, if you tell another woman that your marriage is a sham and if you weren't married, I'd be with you. If you hit on someone else, if you're attracted to someone else and you share that with them, if you basically say you'd like to have sex with someone else, not your wife, your marriage, you can't expect your marriage to last. Right? I think we'd all agree. The same is true. I'm not talking about what's fair. I'm talking about reality. The same is true if you're in a position of authority and power and you are a public figure. If you're the highest paid person in the state of Michigan or one of them and you're a college football coach, you can't, you have to treat the way you act, as a public reality. When you're married, I think you have to respect your wife even when you're not there. 
And if you are a coach, you have to respect your wife, even if you don't when she's not there, as part of your coaching responsibilities, as much as your marital responsibilities. I'm not going to make a judgment on Mel Tucker as a, as a husband. It's not my job, and I, you never know what goes on in someone's life or marriage. I choose, because I love my wife, to try and make that marriage work and be faithful. I'm not judging other people who make other choices. I'm just not. I don't know. But there are certain realities in the job. And the job he has means you can't have a contextual relationship with someone who's not your wife. You have a position of power sort of over. You can't pleasure yourself on the phone with someone that you brought into your university to talk about sexual violence against. You can't court a would-be mistress, which is his claim, using your university position as a head coach. You can't do it. It's not illegal. And I'm not saying I believe him. I'm just saying even if you take his side of the story at face value, he can't be the coach at Michigan State. It's tawdry. It's ugly. It's embarrassing. It's inappropriate. Now, you can embarrass your wife and humiliate her and disrespect her and still have a marriage. That is your wife's choice. I wouldn't make that choice. and My wife certainly wouldn't allow me to make that choice. But you do those things to your university, they're going to get rid of you. Because it's not love. It's business. He can't be the coach of Michigan State. The things that he did, he should have known, could cost him his marriage and would cost him his job if it got out. And it's out. The end. The end. I don't know if the guy did what he said he did or did what this woman accuses him of. And I wish we did because it's important. But it's not necessary to make a conclusion on Mel Tucker. The guy's got to go. The end. He can't coach at Michigan State. The end. He doesn't have the judgment or the character the end. He embarrassed the university. It's over. And that's a show. We'll see what happens. He's suspended. They're going to let us know. I think it's a formality, but we'll certainly find out. And we'll rail on Michigan State if they yet again put the idea of winning ahead of what's right or wrong. I don't think they will. Uh, great Monday show. Great start. We'll be back tomorrow. I'm Bill Ryder. We appreciate you. Have a great rest of your day, and thanks for listening to CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.